Hello, hello, Jema, Jema Yomis. <laughs> it is Raquel. Welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. The sponsors that you may hear today and their special offers will be linked in the show notes, along with ways to connect with the Your Own Magic community and myself. And it's a birthday week. It's a birthday week. <laughs> You know, I can't help it. I love I love my birthday. It's my favorite holiday. I'm a double Leo for heaven's sake, you know? It's all about us. No, but I am excited. I'm taking a spontaneous trip to the ocean again and just gifting myself some sea time. So there won't be an episode next week, but for this week, I wanted to record a special episode with questions that, oh my gosh, my heart and soul felt so connected to because I've been there and I feel like a lot of people who continue a journey of deep self and soul exploration, they tend to run into these what feels like roadblocks or they might feel like heavy moments. Sometimes they might feel like they're devolving. Sometimes they might just feel messy or confused or you know, it feels like a rock bottom. But in reality, when you can see the light in these moments, you'll find that there's actually a lot of strength, resilience, courage, empowerment, and divine wisdom to meet their blessings in disguise. (laughs) These specific trenches that I feel like most every human on a deep self and soul exploration experience in this messy human life that for whatever reason our soul feels like walking through. (laughs) So I hope that you know, these questions resonate with you in some way, whether it's, you know, something you've experienced in the past or you're experiencing now in the present, or you'll pick up some tools and place them in your pockets until you have to pull them out for the future when you may likely experience this in the future if you are someone who is super introspective. As it feels like the universe likes to give us the same challenges to overcome Uh, which only expands us. I love answering these questions as I feel like I am not a spiritual teacher, like I say a million times, but a, a soul sister on this journey with you. And so I hope that there's at least a nugget or two that resonates with you. And whatever doesn't resonate, that's okay release it and also that's information for you to know like oh this is something that does not resonate with my human that is information for me because we're all wildly different have wildly different perspectives on reality i love that for us (laughs) so with all that being said let's get on with the show shall we the first question is from emily finn from canada and emily writes self-love, self-confidence. I am really struggling for the first time in a long time with self-love. I feel like it's been dragging me down and I would love to hear your advice on how to pick yourself up. Emily, oh, I appreciate you sharing this so much because I fully understand this experience. And like I said in the intro, I feel like people who are on a deep self and soul exploration naturally feel this as if it is like a lack of self-love because we forget to recognize that the fact that we're even caring to 
expand ourselves, to heal ourselves, to better ourselves, we forget that those acts in and of itself are innately self-love and therefore we have love for ourselves because we're trying to heal, we're trying to recover, we're trying to expand ourselves to better ourselves. It's just like how a mother wants the best for her child because the mother loves her child. And if you want the best for yourself and you want to experience self-love, it's because you organically already have self-love. And most every human experiences fear and grief, right? I feel like most every human also has a period of lacking self-love and confidence. Whether the period is short or long, it happens to most every human, especially those who do not allow themselves to sometimes get out of the mind and listen within. That makes it a lot harder to recognize the light within you. Not every human is aware that the lack of self-love is what it is, so it may be transmuted and translated in their reality in other ways, like strong anger or judgment or resentment. So I'm going to emphasize this again. The fact that you are aware of this, what you feel like is self-love, lack of self-love, that in and of itself is already an act of self-love. And a confidence that you have the ability to experience deep self-love. You have love for yourself, therefore you ask this. A human who really may not love themselves may not even feel an impulse or desire to heal whatever the self-love cavity may be within them. And this topic, I believe, is not linear. I truly believe there are a variety of levels and degrees to it. And I also want to remind you it's an ongoing process. It's a journey and not a destination. It's something that I still remind myself of from time to time, and I believe most people need to, you know, check in from time to time just to make sure that they are allowing their human to feel the love they deserve within them. And something that you must also continue to uphold yourself to, cultivating this for yourself in certain ways for the rest of your life. And Now, no matter what you may be going through, I promise you, Emily, that this heaviness within you is only temporary. And as you give yourself permission to accept the truth that you're human and your human will be messy and run into bumps in the road and make mistakes and might even unfortunately have some regrets or just cringy moments that that is life and this will be shaken out of you and just because you experience those trenches does not mean that you don't deserve the love for yourself and to remind your human that you're doing the best you can with the cards you've been dealt and we all have been dealt with cards that feel like they've been delivered by immutable forces beyond the physical that we simply can't control. If the lack of self-love ever comes from a place of comparison, comparing your life to others, just remember that, that everyone has their trenches they're going through, they just don't expose to the world. 
And the only life you need to pay attention to most is your own, especially during this time. So I'm going to give several tools and some things that I keep in mind that help snap me out of that place and remind me of the light within me and the love within me that I deserve this love and I deserve this life I'm experiencing. So this first one might sound odd, but I remind myself of this sometimes. Our biological mothers likely had many aches, right? (laughs) And the fact that we were the one chosen at that specific time on that specific day with a combination of the millions of options that were delivered by our biological father, if you know what I mean. Uh, We truly, quite literally, are one in a million, which feels like we are meant to be here. And if we were to turn off the lights around the world and not look at what others are doing, not look at what's going on in the worlds of those who might be our competitors or might have hurt us or might have betrayed us or might even care about us, love us. If we turn off the lights, just look within at our own light, which is worth one in a million and now even being on this earth worth one in 7.8 billion. If we look at just our own, we can connect with this greater source that lives within us, that loves us, that is us and that can remind us of this innate unconditional love and when I turn off the world and tune within this space it's like I'm deeply tapping into this higher power my higher power that lives within me that lives within you and that is me and that is you so when I feel dragged down or hopeless or lack self-love For whatever reason, that thought alone, that thought of rarity picks me up a bit and, you know, it just, it lights up the dimness a few notches. But if you'd like to take it a step even further, perhaps there's a thought or mantra that you can shift your negative thoughts into and remember that you can do this day to day, day by day without the pressure of having to do it tomorrow, having to do it every day just challenge yourself every day to do it, but challenge yourself on the day of. So on this day, I'm going to do this. You're not thinking about tomorrow. You're not thinking about the next day. On this day, I'm going to recognize my negative thoughts and shift them to something more loving, something more powerful, some self-loving mantras, which may include, but are obviously not limited to, I am here I am human and that matters. I matter. I love this vessel. I love this human. I love this soul. I am not my feelings. I am not my thoughts. I am not my experiences. I am more than this human and my human is meant to be here and I am a soul. I am a soul of love. I am love. I am worthy of love. Ooh, and this one, this one really hits home, especially if I am love as a reach, but reminding yourself, I am worthy of my love. That one's strong. That one is very, very strong. So as the negative thoughts kick in, recognize them, recognize them that they're there, but they can take a backseat. They don't, they don't need to be there. 
and just tell those thoughts that, you know, I am worthy of my love and I don't need to listen to you. Find a mantra, whatever it might be, that's easier for you to connect with, that you know deep down is true, that you feel that you can resonate with it, and that your human will soak it up, take it in, infuse it in its being, and it's able to shift those thoughts. But just day to day, you don't have to worry about doing this every single day, but just remind yourself every single day that on this day, when I recognize those thoughts, I am challenging myself to shift the negative thoughts that do not serve me. And I love saying day to day. I, I've talked about this before, how, you know, I used to be a bit of a party girl in my early 20s. I would drink till I blacked out all the time. I was actually a big smoker from my late teens to my early 20s. I smoked so frequently. I mean, I was addicted. I smoked many cigarettes a day. I was addicted. And I remember when I finally wanted to quit, when I said enough is enough, I allowed myself to just take it day by day. And day by day, I would say, just for today, I don't, I'm not going to smoke a cigarette. Just for today. Just for today, I'm not going to smoke the cigarette. And eventually, I didn't even have to tell myself that. Eventually, the craving wore off, and now they just sound disgusting. <laughs> and so, that's what happens as well. There are certain negative thoughts that I've experienced in my life that would intrusively come, uninvited, felt very rude and sudden, and I would consciously tell those thoughts, I'm not going to listen to you. You get to take a back seat. That's not true. I am not that thought. I love this human I am, and I am worthy of my love. That mantra, for whatever reason, is just so powerful to me, but maybe there's a more powerful one that resonates with you. With that said, there's also this tool that is quite practical. Some find it strange, but most find this very effective once they let go of their human's natural thought of, this is stupid, this isn't going to work, this is just woo-woo-y, phony, baloney, hoity-toity nonsense. <laughs> once your mind, which will think that, my mind would think that too, but once your mind, once you let go of that thought and you tell that thought, no, nope, you're wrong, this, this is powerful, this is impactful, this has helped heal many people. Once you approach this tool I'm about to share and you let go of those thoughts, then you open yourself up to a self-loving experience. This is what they call mirror work by Louise Hay. And you look at yourself in the mirror, gaze into your eyes. I like to look into my eyes and remind myself that I'm the only one who has seen everything through those lenses. And this is the only human I'll ever fully know. So make sure to treat her right because she soul deserves it. And sometimes I like to look in the mirror and see my inner child before me who wore the same lens as I'm wearing today, only of course more innocent and more pure and just wanted to be loved and seen. But I gaze into my eyes and I look at this human who I've been for the past 30, now 32 years and remind her she's enough. She always has been enough. And I say a mantra, I say affirmations that come to heart, that are self-loving, that I can connect with. Do you feel this radiation, like you're vibrating so high at this frequency of love, giving yourself this love you deserve? And it can get emotional. 
I mean, who all shed a lot of tears sometimes because I look at those eyes and I just know all the trauma she's been through, all of the heartache, and I know her heart and I know she still sometimes just feels like a child who wants to be loved. Like that's, that's, you just look at yourself and you just know that this is it. You, you know everything about your human. You look at the eyes as if you're the mother looking into your eyes of this, of this human who just wants just wants to be loved and it's just such a powerful experience and then it can also be a very empowering experience as well when you give yourself empowering mantras like I am confident I have everything I need to manifest a great life for myself I am more than enough I embrace my inner shine I am worthy I believe in myself And you were talking about wanting to approach confidence. I mean, if you can look at those eyes and remind yourself, I am confident. I am confident and I am worthy just as I am right now. I am worthy just as I am right now. I am a badass bitch. When you look in your eyes and you just, you feel that inner empowerment, this, mm, all I can say is you connect with this frequency and you really feel it, but you do this as you're gazing into your eyes because the eyes are the windows to the soul. And when you gaze into your eyes, you truly get to see everything. Remember, just remember as you look into those eyes, know that this human knows you more than anyone else on Uni's green earth. And therefore, you know that this human deserves your love. And this human deserves to feel confident because this human is so worthy. And if you can muster it, when you can muster it, close the mirror work with gazing into your eyes, maybe getting a little closer to the mirror, pay attention to your iris, your pupil, and say, I love you. I love you. And once it ends, go about your day, your week, and remember, negative thoughts will definitely trail in. They'll arise, but we're training them like a muscle to transmute to more loving thoughts. So transmute that thought into the memory of how effective the mirror work was. And that is one of the most powerful tools I've ever, ever, ever experienced when it comes to deep love and confidence. Remember, you're likely... No, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. There's going to be thoughts for you that are going to want to prevent you from doing it. That will make every excuse in the book because the ego doesn't like to get vulnerable. It's, It's the master trickster to prevent you from wanting to get to this level and tap into the soul because in that moment, your soul really does rise and come forward and your soul is the one that is basically... Uh, dominant over your mind in that moment and it's scared of that and so you just have to you know remember this and go back to those loving thoughts trust the mirror work and trust the process have faith in this and it doesn't hurt to just you can just try it it doesn't mean you have to do this all the time just try it just for today just for today so of course I had to share one of the most powerful tools, but another very powerful tool is, of course, meditation, and of course, self-love specific meditations, like guided meditations to embody self-love, which of course, 
many apps have and I even have on my website, but also you might want to try this special deal from a new sponsor, Open, as they have a mindfulness studio in Venice, but they also brought the mindfulness studio to you. So if you're interested, then here is a little intermission for you and I highly recommend you take advantage of their offer. Don't skip over it. I mean, it's 30 days free, which is amazing. And then we will talk more about self-love along with another question. Yummies, how nice does it sound to have your own mindfulness studio with meditation, music, breath work, sound baths, and mindful movement like yoga and Pilates in your own home. So allow me to introduce you to Open. Open offers unlimited live and on-demand classes with teachers that make you feel like you're in person in class with them. And Open's immersive cinematic classes transport you to the here and now. Open provides endless on-demand tracks that are refreshed daily, which you can tune into on your app or on your desktop. And some key benefits when using Open may include alleviating anxiety, increasing energy, help your body relax, reduce tension, help you build a daily breathwork practice, yoga practice, improve your lung capacity, aids in emotional processing, helps embody self-love, and even you may experience an increase in creativity. One of the questions that I get asked often is how do I start a meditation or a breathwork practice? And if you're interested in starting a meditation or a breathwork practice, I must say that this app is a great go-to, especially with our code where you get 30 days free when you go to withopen.com magic, and hopefully you fall in love and if not, well, you can cancel at any time. Remaining with the theme so far of this episode, I noticed they have several self-love and confidence boosting meditations. So I decided to take Embody Self-Love with Ali S, which was so lovely. Her voice is so soothing. And I also felt very soothed by the breathwork and sound healing class with Tara Z, which PS, open makes breathwork way less intimidating. And I give it five stars. <laughs> Has a way of just really bringing you in plus the community aspect with live chat game changer game changer with live classes amazing so open is gifting the listeners 30 days free to try it out there's a link in the show notes with open.com slash magic again you can go to with open.com slash magic and use code magic for 30 days free unlimited live and on-demand breath work meditation yoga pilates and more let me know what classes you're trying excited to hear how you like it and maybe i'll see you in class again with open.com slash magic And now on with the show. All right, carrying on. (laughs) So another thing that just came to heart is when it comes to self-love, perhaps for all of us, it might mean something differently to us. And I think it would help you to tune within and find what does that look like for you? What does that mean for you? Does that mean you need to, do you feel like you have to prioritize yourself more? Maybe you want to let go of harsh self-judgment. 
Maybe you want to trust yourself more, or maybe there's something you want to forgive about yourself or about an experience you've experienced, or perhaps just forgive yourself for not being true or kind to yourself, or does self-love look like being kinder to yourself, being more authentic and genuine and upfront with your truth? Is it about setting healthy boundaries? Is it about letting go of toxic people in your life? Is it about self-care and practicing more self-care? Which I do feel someone who is craving this feeling of self-love, well, A, no expectations of what that feeling is. You'll just know when it happens. You don't need to question it. B, also know that you do innately already have that within you like we've talked about in the beginning. But C, begin taking the steps to practice more self-care. We talked about mirror work. That's definitely an act of self-care, but also meditating and breath work and, of course, movement, exercise, eating healthy. Those are beautiful ways to indulge in self-care. But there's also putting down the phone and just connecting with yourself or letting go of the distractions, the TV, the YouTube, the distracting books that you want to escape in and just tune within yourself and do something creative for yourself. Maybe allow yourself to move a little more in the day, dance a little more, stretch a little more. And also every single day, practice the art of listening to your body. You can practice mindful listening to your body while you're walking, while you're eating, sitting and watching TV. You can pause the TV and just tune within for a moment. Listen to your body and scan your body from the crown of your head to your toes and just see how you're feeling. And those are simple acts of self-care. Of course, there's also lovely baths. That's one of my favorite things to do. Have a lovely bath or I love to surround myself with candles. I mean, most of my chart is fiery. So of course I love the fire and uh, my room. I mean, my rooms always are surrounded by candles. I have candles everywhere. That is one thing that I just love or plants or how can you nourish your environment around you? Now, I know this has nothing to do with self-love, but I'm telling you, there's something special about embracing the environment around you, embracing the way that you decorated your room, for example, that is aesthetically pleasing to your eye. There's something about that. There's something about that that feels good. And that in and of itself simply uplifts the spirits. No, it doesn't heal the self-love wound, but something about that showing you a side of you. But of course, overall, self-love means accepting yourself as you are in this present moment for all you are and accepting your physical being, your emotional being, and your spiritual being, accepting yourself as you are. One thing that helps me accept myself as I am, I know it sounds silly, but I I poke at my flaws. I laugh at them I and I see them instead of as negative traits. I'm like, okay, that's a quirky characteristic. It is what it is. Like for example, when uh, my dad and I were discussing our moon signs today, he's not at all into astrology, but you know, he likes to, he likes to entertain me with this stuff. And he He honestly didn't know about moon signs, and when I told him about his today, he's a Pisces moon. Ugh, it deeply resonated with him. He's like, whoa, that's weird. And then I read my mom's moon sign, which is Scorpio, and it was so spot on. We were like, whoa. And then I told them my Leo one, 
And he's like, yep, yep, that's you. That's you. The description was kind of calling me out on some of my flaws as well as a Leo, double Leo, but Leo moon, uh, sun and moon, like, you know, quite dramatic, a bit fiery, kind of bossy sometimes, but I love my fire and I embrace it. I used to think poorly of it because I thought I needed to be so nice and passive all the time, but no, there's so much power in just allowing that fire to rise. And so accepting what some people might think is a negative trait, just embracing, embracing these traits. I'd say that there's more power in being kind instead of nice as well. Don't you agree? <laughs> and so we're laughing at that and we're laughing at the flaws that we're pointing out for him and for my mom. There's so much beauty in just laughing at or laughing with whatever human characteristics your human has because we all have them. And I feel like accepting that, embracing that, but also not succumbing to that all the time and maturing these qualities as well as that aids in our evolution and our lessons, which is necessary for the self-love for the human. When you look at those flaws as quirks and you love yourself, not in spite of, but because of, along with those quirks, then you end up embracing this messy human that is you and that is the ultimate goal overall, right? And of course, a big one is surrounding yourself with more positive people and weeding out the toxic people or at least maybe communicating with them less and soaking in the uplifting energies of those who are more positive and to, of course, practice gratitude daily. As simple as that tool is, it opens your mind to see like, oh, I actually do live in a pretty decent reality. And in the moments of gratitude, you forget the comparisonitis that you might often experience or you forget about the horrible tragedies that have happened to you in life, you're in that moment, you're looking around and you are reminding yourself in this present moment what you have to be grateful for because everybody does have something to be grateful for no matter how small or big it is. So with that said, I wish you a beautiful self-loving journey and again know that it's a journey, Emily. It's not a destination so it's going to be a lifelong process. So in this present moment, you might feel like you're lacking a little bit of self-love. That's okay. That's just a signal from the universe to do some soul work for yourself. Give yourself some self-care that you soul deserve. You have love there and you'll see it. You'll see it and you'll remember it. So with that being said, I'm sending you so much love and thank you for that question. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add of course some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause.
And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive, hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E, medics, Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. Next question. This question is from Miranda V from Wisconsin. And Miranda writes, I am wondering how to receive messages about my divine path purpose. I have been meditating for six years now. My practice has been inconsistent, but usually between one to five times per week. I've really opened up spiritually for the last 10 months, thanks to your podcast, and have been setting intentions during my practice to call upon my guides, highest self, the universe to channel it through. However, I typically don't have any obvious messages. I definitely notice my intuition often, but I feel like I am able to connect to more than that, but don't know how. Thanks so much for your show and being so genuine. I've learned a lot from you. Heart. Miranda, this question is gold. Thank you so much for sending this. You're not alone in this experience. And many have been through the experience of doing what they've learned is best or feels is best, yet not, you know, receiving clear, blatant signs like they hoped for. I'm going to share an answer that might not be exactly what you were looking for, but it is very honest and true from my experience. And hopefully when you really listen to it, you'll realize maybe that is what you might have been looking for. Uh, But I used to as well feel this. I wondered, why do I not hear a obvious voice or see a some kind of physical form? And I'd ask for them to make themselves known. Or I'd also ask for some sort of writing on the wall, basically giving me guidance and clarity. But please make it obvious. I want to just know, just tell me straight up. And yes, there have been a few times where I'd ask for a sign and to show something like a hummingbird or angel wings or a dragonfly. And that would appear. It did appear and it gave me an answer, but that didn't happen always. 
And even when it didn't happen, I, I wanted to continue feeling this faith because going back to feeling skeptical about everything didn't feel aligned with what I felt was true, that there has to be something out there guiding us. And so I didn't give up. And, you know, I do still feel like we're being guided by a force beyond our physical human vessels, guided, but not in a puppeteer way, just in a you know, we'll guide you, we'll send you some roadmaps, some clues, some Easter eggs along the way, but ultimately you do have the free will. And it's not as fun for us to make ourselves fully known because instead we want to show you these signs and signals so you can interpret it the way that you feel is best for you. And that is something that resonates with me, that makes sense to me. And that also made me realize as well that this force that is guiding me is also me, but a higher version of me connected to something like the highest form of consciousness that knows all. Not only something beyond me, but it is me. And I can tap into this higher version of me that is connected to something, to what I believe to be is the highest form of consciousness of the universe that knows all. And we're all a part of this. And that for you, it's you as well. It's you connected to your higher power within you. I'll elaborate more on how you can receive answers from this a little more clearly, but first I want to clarify something. So I do want to share that I do believe that we're also not only connected to this higher form of consciousness, but we also have our angels. You know, we have our loved ones as well who have passed that are watching us and protecting us. And I can totally understand why people do not believe in spirits if they haven't seen them because I've seen my fair share of them since I was four years old I know they're there in fact even when I had my atheist agnostic period in life I had to reflect back at my younger years when I saw ghosts and I concluded at that time like I was probably just hallucinating but then seeing them again in my adulthood confirmed like okay I wasn't you know they're there And again, because most of my time I didn't see them always, I get why people may question that they're even there if they haven't experienced it. Because I don't consider myself a medium where I talk to them, just sometimes they show up or I feel them, I feel their presence. I'm I'm not looking to them for answers, but I do feel their protection and therefore I feel like there's got to also be some sort of guidance or force that can also provide answers and clarity, if you know what I mean. Anyway, so I also realized that you really don't have to believe that they're there or guides are there, especially if you've never really experienced them and you don't even have to really ask for them to show up all the time. I know this is kind of a hot take, but I truly believe that people don't have to. It does help if you're willing to, but regardless, They will just help you and they will just guide you no matter what your perspective of reality and beyond this reality is. And so instead, maybe shift your perspective in connecting with them that resonates more with your human because no matter what, they'll show up for you. So like I tell an atheist to simply just listen to their gut or their heart, whatever strong feeling they get that tells them something is off or their inner warning signal or their strong feeling when they get lighted by something or their strong feeling when they fall in love. Listen to that and trust that and try to listen to that a bit more frequently when necessary. 
and do your best to not overanalyze or rationalize with your mind like our tricky mind likes to do. For example, during my agnostic phase before spirituality, I had the strongest feeling that my partner at the time wasn't being totally loyal and it was an overwhelming feeling with no rationale behind it, you know, because he was still treating me like he normally did and he still gave me love. I mean, we're together for years, so I just knew him inside and out and we lived together. I mean, he, we were basically each other's world, but I think because we were so connected, I had this overwhelming gut feeling that I couldn't shake that was totally unprompted on his end, but it was just an overwhelming gut feeling. And at that time, because I was agnostic slash atheist, I guess, I didn't pray. I didn't ask for help or guidance because I didn't believe in that at the time. And I just, I had already let go of any Christian faith whatsoever. And so I just, I just, I couldn't explain this strong gut feeling, but I just knew that there was something there. So instead, I did listen to it, this gut feeling, and found out what happened. And it turned out I was right. And my gut was simply just letting me know that... Your partner's not being loyal, period. And so now in retrospect, with with a spiritual perspective to all this, I feel it was my higher power or guides giving me warning signs in my gut. And they're there no matter what, no matter what my perspective was of this reality. And they've been there even when I was an LDS girl, even when I was Christian, even when I was atheist, even now. And someone who meditates frequently, but I'm kind of like you. I, I no longer meditate seven days a week. I would say probably four to five times because that's where my human is right now. And regardless, I'm still receiving the signs and the signals within my gut and also around me because I've learned how to tune in and listen to their Easter eggs. And it only took practice. See, when I was an atheist, obviously I didn't see their Easter eggs. I can reflect back now in retrospect and think of like all the signs that they did give me. Basically writing on the wall or through driver's license or signs or through TV characters saying something. They did give me the signs, but I wasn't listening. But now, as someone who has connected with them enough, I feel like I have this communication with them where they're leaving me these little Easter eggs and these little signals and I can recognize like, oh, this is parallel to this in my life or this is a warning sign like the warning sign I felt in my gut. And so, yeah, back then it would have seemed like there's no other way that my human would have known what was going on otherwise, but there has always been a higher connection that was connected to me, but also knew what was going on as it's also connected to my former partner and I and everyone, and therefore was just alerting me, telling me what's going on, and I'm sure it was letting him know what he's doing is not okay, and I know that he had a guilty gut feeling as well. Yeah, it's it's just wild and that's that that feeling inside is I think our connection to our higher power that's connected to all of us, letting all of us know, alerting all of us what might be going on, what to look out for, or when you're probably not choosing the right path or when you're probably choosing the right path. And so and yeah, but I'm so thankful that my gut was letting me know this was going on. And so, yeah, wherever you experience that strong sensation when something happens, whether that be your gut or your heart, I mean, this is the place that is strongly communicating to you what you need to know. 
And I see that you said, I definitely notice my intuition often, but I feel like I am able to connect to more than that, but don't know how. And so I want to emphasize that pay more attention to this space, pay more attention to this space because the messages live within there. And instead of having expectations of something beyond, that if you have this intuitive nudge already, it's only something that you'll need to strengthen instead of expecting something else in another extra sensory experience, which could possibly happen the more you strengthen this one space and focus your attention on this one space. And this space within us, I mean, there's no physical sign or reasoning on this physical plane behind it. It's, it, it, it's just an extra sense. And this is your sixth sense this space right here that communicates with you, whether that is for you within your body or that extrasensory experience is where you communicate with your higher power and or guides or whatever you believe in. This extrasensory space, this spot within you is going to share with you the messages you need about your divine path and your divine purpose. But there are some things your human can do as well. No matter how often you meditate, though of course that does help you tap further into whatever is beyond the physical, no matter how often you meditate, because it's easy for the outside world to block and cloud and clutter the sensation within, I do believe everyone has this connection and the fact that you've been meditating for as long as you have and frequently as you have been for six years, I have a feeling that that cloud and that clutter has been a bit more lucid than most and decluttered than most because meditation does declutter all of the distraction and noise that the mind takes in. And when you get to declutter everything that is going on in the world and just come back to you within your soul, your answers are louder. And maybe meditate longer, maybe do your best to commit to meditating more frequently, create a routine of it, because that can declutter your human vessel from all the distracting noises, so you can get a stronger sense of your intuitive voice. And I promise you that is more than enough. And also the thirstiness, by the way, for many people, the thirstiness for seeing the guides I've learned is not the game they play. I do think that they'll show themselves to you in time, especially as you continue to stay true to you and declutter the mind. But what you think spirituality should look like or what people show themselves, how people represent their spiritual selves to the world may not be exactly what your spiritual experience needs to look like. It must look different for everyone. Also for the angels and the guides, it is also a dance, I believe. There's a dance and it's as if they like to play the game of Clue to see what you will listen to. And they'll show you things in the form of street signs and license plates and pictures on the wall or you're watching TV and something or someone says just happens to be synchronistic to whatever you asked for and there's your answer. Or even a friend might unknowingly share, relay a certain message with you and voila, that was actually something your guides might have guided them to do that they're not really quite aware of, but you know what it was about and therefore you received 
their the answer through them through their vessel or even a stranger you can receive messages in a variety of ways it's just learning how to look out for the easter eggs and life might be a constant game of easter egg hunting and so i think guides like to place the easter eggs around you in order for you to put the pieces together and figure out the riddle and begin to play out the riddle as they had hoped or interpret it in your own way which i'm sure that they'll also be happy for as long as it's something that lights your human and yeah So paying attention to the Easter egg clues that are around you, and the more you do it, I feel like the easier it gets. And sometimes they like to challenge you more and more, but I I do think it generally gets easier. So tell this higher self that you're also listening within and ask to make the message clear. For me, my asks usually become clear in a vision, a played out scenario in my mind that makes sense and resonates and yeah, it's wild. And so they might just bring a vision to you as well. There's a variety of ways they'll deliver this message to you. As long as you're open to, and it sounds like you are open, you begin to learn how to listen to them and spot them more and play the game more. And so, yeah, I don't know if anyone's ever talked about the Easter egg thing, but that's, that's, how I've seen it. And it's odd how what once sounded amazing in my human mind, by the way, I'll receive other Easter eggs. And then suddenly what once sounded amazing, I kind of grew a distaste for, for thinking about it when thinking about it, because it was like this higher power within me is telling me like, no, this is actually a hell no, not a hell yes. And so as far as your path is concerned, you can ask them again, tell them you'll look for the Easter eggs. You're up for the riddle. But guides don't have to show you signs in just one fashion. You might end up having a stronger pull to one thing than the other, just a stronger desire, a stronger passion to something. And for me, okay, so here's what your human can do is list a variety of things that you're passionate about. And, you know, my soul narrowed it down to two things. And it was like a gut feeling that says, this is a hell yes. This is a hell yes when it's into an idea. So I I wrote down probably 30 things that I was interested in and my soul would scroll through and my soul would point out, hell yes, if it was a hell yes. It was just this gut knowing, like when you're reading, when you're picking out your tarot card and you are just drawn to a card for whatever reason. Otherwise, it was a blatant no. Or to be honest, for most of them, for probably 95% of them, it was silence. There was not a feeling of yes or no. And when I didn't really get a feeling, I just, I just skipped it. And so I had two hell yeses in my stomach when I was scrolling through this list. Yeah. And then I was asking for a sign on which one, which direction it wanted me to take. And the week of the full moon, especially leading up to the moon, my vision for one area got stronger than the other and suddenly the other I kind of grew a distaste for and couldn't see it anymore. So now I got my answer with this one vision I had and like I said my human wanted to do a variety of things but now there's one thing along with this podcast and my online store but this one creative outlet that my 
guides basically told me to focus on, even though my human is scared shitless. By the way, I talked about this in a episode, I think a year ago, or was it two years ago? I don't remember, but I had this conversation with my future self, and I think that is one way to also connect with or find your purpose is to have a chat with your future self and ask your future self, what would you regret if you didn't at least try to experience it? Perhaps if you have a conversation with your future self and ask, what is something that you would regret if I did not do this? And just see what your future self says. You can connect with your future self as you write. Maybe at first do stream of consciousness writing or a little bit of doodling just to kind of get out of your mind. Or you can meditate and then ask, ask out loud, ask in your mind, see what comes through. Trust whatever that first thing might be. Maybe it's writing a book. Maybe it's starting an art gallery. Whatever it is, trust what your future self has to say. Yeah, I think that having a conversation with your future self is another alternative to figuring out your path and your purpose and your gut, your soul, Miranda, will confirm it for you. But like I said, there were 30 other things that my human wanted to do, but the soul is just like, it's this. So you're actually doing beyond amazing, Miranda. Sounds like you are tuning within. You are connected with your intuitive guidance system. So now maybe declutter a bit more, up the meditation a little bit, and set the intention to strengthen your intuitive guidance system and to also be open to paying attention to the Easter eggs that the universe might deliver to you. It wants you to have free will. It will send you little Easter eggs so you can interpret it a certain way. And yeah, you'll find it. It will just dawn on you like, oh my gosh, this is what I meant to do right now in my life. This is one of my many purposes I'm supposed to serve. And yeah, you have many purposes in this life, but perhaps there's just that one path that you know will nourish your soul. And so I challenge you to write down a variety of paths that you could see for yourself and then one by one go through them and see if you can really see yourself there and see if your gut tells you hell yes or hell no. And if it doesn't really say anything, maybe skip it. And if it doesn't really say anything to any of them, maybe meditate, ground, get in the zone, declutter your mind and try it again. Go through the list slowly and see if your gut instinct tells you anything loudly. So on top of that, consider having a conversation with your future self. I do have an episode on that where I elaborate more on it, of course. And then another thing as well is if you go live your life and you just try a variety of passions, you're also bound to come across one that either really sticks or it at least takes you to your passion or it ignites or inspires or you receive a strong message about what your passion might be. For example, when I decided to go to Bali and when I decided to solo travel around the world, I had this strong desire to deliver soulful messages to the world and, you know, somehow it guided me to an amazing human who started the podcast with me, Ali, Michelle, and then we were delivering soulful messages and it just became one of my purposes in life that nourishes my soul. I did, couldn't even fathom that when I just decided to go solo travel. I loved podcasts so much. 2015, 
I was listening to like so many podcasts every single day on long walks. And it just dawned on me that this is one way I want to share messages. This is a platform I want to have a voice on. And it happened. And it's wild. Truly, if I didn't follow the nudges to just go travel, to deepen my spirituality, to listen to all these different podcasts, if I didn't follow those nudges that were just calling me, I would not be here today. And yeah, explore, 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 truly, then something, the puzzle pieces will come together and you will, it will click. Consider as well just at least trying a variety of different things because you never know where that could possibly lead. And it's wild. It's wild how people in the seat they're in can't even fathom what's to come because it might not even be something that exists yet. However, if you go live your life and try a variety of experiences or passions that light you or just dabble in some things, something is bound to come across your heart and mind. And so I highly encourage you to explore that if nothing comes from the lists or the talk with the future self, then to simply just explore life, a variety of different avenues that you might potentially be interested in, and something is bound to come from that. So anyway, Miranda, thank you so, so much for this amazing question. I know that many other people are also sitting in your same seat with that same curiosity and that same desire to have a deeper connection with their guidance system and get a clear answer on their path and their purpose. But trust the nudges. Those nudges are delivered from your guides, I believe. And if you don't connect with the idea of guides, which I know you likely do given because of what you wrote in your question, but some people might not. And that's okay if it doesn't connect with you, But just trust your nudges, trust yourself, trust your higher power within you that is nudging you to certain avenues and pay attention to the Easter eggs around you. Listen to the lessons and the challenges that the universe might deliver to you in order for you to be able to step into your passions and your purpose as I do genuinely believe that the universe challenges you in order for you to step into that frequency, that vibration of whatever it is that you want your purpose to be. So yeah, I hope that that helps Miranda. I hope you receive some nuggets in there and I'm sending love to you. I'm sending love to everyone listening. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to the podcast. Feel free to submit topics or questions in to the topic box on the yourownmagic.life website. And there will not be an episode next week, but there will be an episode the week after as I'm just going to, you know, enjoy the birthday week by the ocean and just chill. So I hope that you at least enjoyed this episode of Your Own Magic. And if you submitted a question and it hasn't been answered yet, don't worry, it's coming, it's coming. And I appreciate you for sending them in. And I'm sending so much love. Enjoy your next few weeks. Enjoy August 19th, the best day of the year. (laughs) No, but send in love. Jai Ma.
Yomnis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.